1: Oh, and welcome, or welcome back, to another episode of Black Hair in the Big Leagues. I'm your host, Salisha Thomas, and I'm like a little like fangirling over here because my guest today is like gorgeous Amazon literal beauty queen. I saw her perform at Miss USA 2020. Uh, I did a little watch party on the Zoom and she was up there um, shining and being uh, just so beautiful. I'm so excited that I get to talk to her. She's an Amherst and Emerson. Oh, where'd she go? An Amherst and Emerson grad um, with degrees in theater and journalism. Y'all help me welcome Miss Massachusetts USA 2020 Sabrina K. Victor. Yeah. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> hey. <Hello>. Hi.
2: <laughs> How are you? i'm great i'm really excited to be here and i just love the name of this podcast black hair in the big leagues that's so exciting
1: so thanks be fun oh thank you i'm so excited to talk to you and to meet you 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 are so beautiful i was saying right before we went like live that you you are just as beautiful that like you are in the pictures you know like you know what I'm saying like sometimes we can get that editing and we can look however we want to look honey
2: you look bomb like for real if you could see I'm blushing you probably can't see
1: it but honey I can feel it (laughs) I am so happy to talk to you where are you right now so I'm at home I live in
2: Brockton Massachusetts which is like, 30 minutes south of Boston. Um, so it's my home. I've, I've been here for years now, and I've
1: been working from home, too. So this has just become my
2: my space for the past
1: year. Right. Okay. So is that, like, where you are, like, stationed? Like, when the pandemic comes out, you are you still going to be there? Are you going somewhere else? So
2: I'm here right now for um, a little while longer until fall of 2021, where I will finally be going to New York to start. Um, yes, to start my um, MFA graduate acting program at Columbia. Oh, oh,
1: <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I, I got like little chills. that I mean, we that's very exciting. Was not, I mean, Like usually when people, not usually, when people say they're moving to New York, you never know what the end of that sentence yeah. is going to be because there's so <laughs> many opportunities. So many opportunities. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations.
2: Thank you so much. It's really exciting. I had gotten in last year. Um, but then, you know, the pandemic hit and everything kind of went crazy for a second. So um, our start was deferred to fall of 2021. So it was actually supposed to start in the fall of
1: 2020. Oh, God. Been a long time coming. I'm ready to go. <laughs> wow. Okay. So question, because you are an actress, right? Yeah. Actress, model. Um, and I mean, all, the, all of the things. I'm like, I saw journalism in there. Mm-hmm. So I I wonder, and and it's different for all my friends, but you're going to get your MFA at Columbia. Um, Would you be tempted to audition while you're here, or would you be just focused on your studies? How do you handle Uh, that?
2: I I am one of those people that has the audition bug, definitely. I love to, even if it's not to try and book something. I just love auditioning and and getting that technique down. But, you know, you can't go to an audition without knowing that you might book something. (laughs) So it's hard. I know sometimes programs have, um, you know, they have rules with how much you can do. They really want you to stay focused on the program. So I guess I'm going to have to wait and see what exactly I'm allowed to do but you know I might pop
1: into some auditions so if you see me you didn't see me (laughs) (laughs) I mean I can only imagine the kind of presence that you bring into any room that you're in and that is like I've been thinking about how like auditions go and everything and at a certain level everybody's good everybody can sing and you know when you especially when you start getting called in with all the other girls that look like you it's like okay well we all look the part we can all sing the part i always wonder like well what's the other ingredient and i think it has something to do like energetically in your you know like yeah your presence and your your energy.
2: there was actually um who said, oh, the previous, not the previous Miss Massachusetts USA, the one from 2018. She was also a black woman. Her name was Alyssa. And she gave me this awesome quote that I love to, you know, tell myself every time I'm, even if it's an audition or if I'm just getting on any type of stage into a, a room, it goes, oh, uh, it's, hold up. Because I, I want to say this exactly right, but it has to do with your presence and your aura when you enter a room because like you said that is really important okay i yeah. have got it it's right here i'm excited this, for this this one yes Alyssa latham miss massachusetts usa 2018 it's like my big sis love her oh. <laughs> okay here it is You're walking in the room and the room doesn't want to know you. They have to know you because your energy is powerful.
1: Wow. Wow.
2: So that really helped kind of change my mindset anytime I enter into a room. Because if you go in with the idea that this is your space and they're occupying it with you, as opposed to you're entering into some unknown land
1: that... You don't know if you're allowed to be here or not, to take up space or not. Right. Okay. so you just said something like a couple of things that sparked my attention. I, I just introduced you as Miss Massachusetts 2020. Are you 2019? And I saw you at the Miss USA 2020.
2: Yeah. So I competed in 2019 and I placed in the top five. And then I competed in 2020 and I won. I So I am the 2020 title holder.
1: Got it. Um, okay. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. There,
2: there was a 2019
1: title holder too. All right. And I was like, I used to do a lot of pageants <laughs> back in the day, honey. <laughs> <laughs> California back, 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 back. Oh, when, yeah. when, um, but my, my thing in the back of my head was always like, if they just crowned, and this didn't happen that much in California, but like trying to get to the state whatever if they just crowned a black girl not very long ago I kind of feel like well that's my (laughs) are they gonna do that again probably not have you ever thought about that that's what I thought
2: when I competed in 2019 because the um you know the title holder Alyssa she was a black woman and (laughs) I you know looked up to her so much I'm like wow she's amazing she did great at Miss USA she's just this gorgeous woman it would be such a blessing if I could be crowned next and it would be like a black to black crowning. Right. But pageant experts and bloggers. They all have these statistics and their ideas and like they, they get really into it about, you know, where the, the, the pageant location is and who was the queen before you and what are the odds that they're going right. to crown you or not. So, you know, a lot of people told me, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, there's already a black girl. They might not do another one right away back to back um, i hate so, that that is a thing like that's, that that's we've a got, thing. it's a thing and i'm like why well, what why would that be a thing if i deserved it you know right Yes. And I didn't win that year, but I did place in the top five. And that was that's cute, really exciting. because it was my first Miss USA system pageant. Okay. And that was a big reason why I decided to come back because I said, I, I almost got wow. there and I think I can do it. So yeah. Let me just
1: try my hand one more time. What do you mean you think you can do it? I, oh, I feel like when you're in the top five, any of those five girls could be the winner at, at that point. It's really Absolutely. just who the judges are just like, ah, I think this one, but like, you're you're you've scored high the highest yes right like absolutely yes and question for the 2019 pageant um or the 2020 when you either when you placed in the top five or when you won how was your hair for either of those did you ever have straight hair for either of those pageants
2: so my hair was natural for both pageants um actually for the 2019 pageant I had just maybe a few months prior or no a year prior it started my natural hair journey and I had big chopped and cut all my hair off so I did other pageants before Miss USA and in those pageants I would always have you know my weave laid
1: yes long straight down the back curly all of it yes okay so my question is when that moment came for you to like do your big chop what was going on internally or what like because I feel like our hair is so powerful and when we change our hair like there's a whole shift happening that we can't see on the inside was was there anything for you that was happening or what led you to that moment of like oh my gosh I'm gonna chop my hair off like this is a
2: thing remember it like it was yesterday I had I had relaxer in my hair from second grade up until that moment that I big chopped. And that that was, I believe in 2017, I had big chopped. So that was pretty much my whole life. I didn't even know what my natural hair texture was like. Um, And, you know, bless my mother, she's from Haiti or Haitian. So um, Haitians, they, you know, when they immigrate to America, there are a lot of ideas that they get filled with based on the society that they come into. You know, it's like your hair needs to look a certain way and you need to do this and you need to do that. So she was just ingrained with the belief that, you know, you can't walk around with your natural hair out. It's it's unmanageable. It doesn't look good. It's not professional. It's how you you feel me?
1: I do feel you. Absolutely.
2: (laughs) So I decided to um cut my hair before I went natural and kind of do a pixie cut thing. And I just really fell in love with the short looks. I had a short pixie cut. Yes, so I funny. saw pictures of
1: this. Yes, Very cute.
2: Like, Very cute. That was a moment. I do love her. That was a moment. <laughs> um, but then girl, I colored my hair blonde and then my hair just got so damaged. So you have blonde relaxed hair. That, uh, it's not it's not cute it's not right. it's not giving anything that we want to give so right. i i knew that i wanted to go natural one day and there was just something in my mind that was like my hair is a mess it's damaged i don't feel like relaxing it again i don't know what to do with it i just mm. want to cut it off i'm just over it and i didn't tell anyone <gasps> i didn't even oh, this was for you yes i told <gasps> no one not even my my family it was thanksgiving <laughs> break weekend I left college went home went to the barber and I said cut off my hair and he said no really (laughs) and we argued for five minutes no you didn't yes he said no you're you're a lady I don't want to cut your hair why do you want to cut it off and I said it's not really up to you to (laughs) to tell me what I can and can't do just let me pay you and cut it
1: Girl, you went to the barber that like you met business.
2: Yes. And he just all, all of it gone. And it was so cold because it was Thanksgiving in Massachusetts. It was freezing, but I felt so free. I was so excited. It was one of the best moments of my life.
1: Okay. Whoa. So what happened when you showed up to the house? Like,
2: Well, you know, everyone thought I had like a midlife crisis (laughs) at (laughs) at like 20. And my mother was like, what's going on? Why, why would you do that? You had beautiful hair, why did you cut it off? And I'm like, my hair wasn't that long to begin with. I had a pixie cut and you know, she wasn't too keen. She was just a little confused as to why I didn't tell anyone. And I just did it spur of the moment but she got over it pretty quickly.
1: Kroger, fresh for everyone, fuel restrictions apply. Okay, like, because here's the thing. That's what you said is just so powerful. And I I'm trying to get down to the bottom of it, Sabrina. I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm yeah. asking as many people as many questions as I can, <laughs> but like our hair, there are like there are so many emotions and I don't know things <gasps> tied to it. And I'm trying to put my finger on it, and I and it's so. There's so much unspoken. Why is that? Like, there's so
2: much tied into hair, black hair, black yes. natural hair. Yes. You want to get specific. It's and I think it has a lot to do with with the example of my mother. It's generational. It's what we been taught what we've learned for sure what we see on our screens and on our stages i mean oftentimes even um and maybe you can speak about this more working on broadway when you see a woman of color who is cast in a play or a musical um either as an ensemble member or a supporting or a lead and i think nowadays times have changed a little bit but back then i would see you know The woman would, you know, receive a wig, a really nice Broadway lace front slayed, her mic right there and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I think, well, does her hair really have to look that way to for her to be able to to play the character the same? You know, Mm -hmm. why can't she just have. hair the way it naturally is because when you see other actors oftentimes they are given wigs as well too if there's a really specific look for the character but other times you know they just have their regular hair out right and then she's you know a black woman she's given this this wig and it just made me question why right and it's 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 just what is normalized in society in my view at least growing Hmm. up what i've seen
1: okay so that leads me to ask you when you're in a show would you prefer to be wigged or not?
2: If the character directly calls for, you know, if you look at the the breakdown and it says, you know, long-haired Rapunzel or something, (laughs) 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 that's one thing. But for me, I just feel the most freedom with my movement, with my body, feeling grounded, feeling comfortable when I'm just you know, free when my head is free and and I love my natural hair.
1: You see, you keep saying this word free and it's making me <laughs> want to cut my hair off, Sabrina. Cut it off, cut it off, big chop, big chop. Cut it oh, off, cut it off. My <laughs> goodness. But not everybody has a face for short hair. Like you do. I'm like, dang, I was looking through your photos. I was doing a deep dive and I'm just like, you look <laughs> am- like this look that you have right now looks so <laughs> perfect for you for who you are it just it fits it works and uh, there were some photos not very many but some photos with you with longer hair mm-hmm. i saw maybe some box braids in there yeah. and sabrina it looks like a different human you look like <laughs> a different person and which leads me to wonder like internally does our hair change like how we are feeling on the inside or absolutely like, it, it's gotta. I mean, even when I
2: cut my hair, at first I really loved it and I was excited and I did this big change. But then I was like, OK, well, what do I do now? How do I style this? How, do I just leave it alone? So I had to learn how to treat hair in a texture that I hadn't even wow physically touched in over a decade. Right. <laughs> and a decade ago would be completely different anyway. Right. And yeah. then eventually my hair started to grow really fast, actually. um, One year later, my hair was like oh. here. It was insane. Um, But I'd never stretched it out before. So my shrinkage, it's, yeah. it's pretty long. Oh, you see. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I didn't even know wow. how long it was until I found a natural hairstylist and she cut it for me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is actually too much. I don't know what to do with it. Wow. So then she cut it into this style for me and that's been my thing ever since. So it took time for me to find what I was comfortable with. Right. Having my natural hairstyle and this I don't know this it's just like just party
1: on the party on the top, business on the sides. Yeah. It looks so good. Thank God for her. Like that's a like this is a mood and it's a look and it's yours. It's Thank you. And you show me how long it was. Right now, do you do different things like I wouldn't uh, like at first I wouldn't just assume that like oh oh you have short hair so you must just always like d- do I don't know I have no idea I've never had yeah. that haircut <laughs> but it seems like you've got plenty of hair to like do different things
2: with it yeah I think because my sides are cut short I can't experiment as much as I could have if I had, you know, hair in the back and on the sides. Um, But usually what I do is I do twist my hair every week to kind of get the signature curls that I have. So I'll twist it and then I'll add a perm rod to the twist. Nice. To give this kind of inward coil effect. Um, Otherwise, if I just twist it, it'll kind of come up and out more. Um, So there are a couple of different things I can do, or I can do curling cream because usually when I do my twists, I use mousse. I Moose is the only product that I use. I've used moose for the past three years. <laughs> moose Moose, Really?
1: Yes, Lotta body moose. It's my favorite. <laughs> what what's the brand you said? Lotta body. A lot of, I'm like, can I use moose? Can I get away with you? Let me see. Oh, wait, 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 and wait, okay, so you this is me at like, Walmart. Or wow. the hair store. <laughs> Okay, so wait. When you use mousse, how is it different? Because I've not used mousse since, like, I don't know, the fifth grade. And I didn't know. You need how, how is it different in your hands? In your texture, it's not like it doesn't look like a cream. Mm-hmm. It's not a gel. Well, with the
2: cream, I think that with, with the cream, I mean, it depends on how thick your hair is, but a, a cream can build up really easily. Over, t- over you know a few days and it's like, you've already got all this oil in your hair. And I find it sometimes it's a little hard to style, especially for me because I have shorter hair, the cream kind of slips easily. And I'm like trying to do these twists and I don't have enough hair. <laughs> but with the mousse, <laughs> the mousse is, it's, you know, it it's it's a foamy kind of, yeah, it's foamy, but then it evaporates a little bit into this kind of oil oil into this kind of water yeah and when I twist my hair with it um it kind of stretches my twists out my hair like I'm able to pull my hair and stretch it a little bit and then twist it and then when I take it out the mousse gives it a really strong hold and this this will last me for a week maybe a week and a half and it's not crunchy it's not you know it's not hard it depends on what mousse you use but I I love love this stuff. And it smells great. Oh, my goodness. They need to sponsor me. Look at me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Y'all need to sponsor Sabrina. (laughs) Because I'm over here about to get me some mousse. I'm always so used to like, okay, these are my black girl hair products. And this is the cream. And sometimes a gel. And this is my oil. And this is this. That I don't even think about Moose. One of my last guests was talking, I was asking her about her afro and how does she gets the bang, the bang to stay. She was like, Salisha, just hairspray. I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> like we can use this? Yeah. It's not just for
2: white people. You just got to find some good brands, you know, that, that, that get it. I mean, because of course, if you, if you go and get the super hold maximum hairspray that that isn't for our hair, you might might have some crunch.
1: (laughs) Right. Okay, so let me ask you, the first time that you wore your short hair on stage, how was that? What was that?
2: Uh, So many memories of my dear old mom. She actually was not... For me, competing naturally at all, she was very worried. She was like, "Are you sure you want to go on stage like that? You know, people might not think it's a good look, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Um, I, I defied her. I did what I wanted to do, and you know, she said, "I'm, I'm just saying that might have been why you lost."
1: <gasps> no, <laughs>
2: she, she's you know, she's taken it back. She's apologized. She's I, I educated her some yes, more, yeah. but even to think that that might've been a reason. And I'm like, should I have worn extensions? But I, I I, wouldn't have done it any different. The decision to compete naturally, when I big chopped, I wasn't thinking of my pageant career really, or, or anything. I wasn't thinking about my acting career. I was just spur of the moment, I needed, I needed it to go. And I had to think about my life in this new way. Like what, how am I going to be presented when I enter an audition room? I decided to sign up for this pageant. How are they going to see me when they see me come out with my natural hair? Because, you know, people have biases, even if they can't, if if they're unconscious and they're not trying to act on them, but they do. So it it was a little scary, but I knew that I wanted to be an example to myself and to other girls who, who might see me on stage and say, Okay, well, right. she's got natural hair. This is a look. This is, and she's confident, and she's she's proud of herself. Yeah. Why isn't? Why can't I do it too?
1: Right, because representation matters, and when people see themselves on the people on the stage or on their TV yeah. screens, it is just you don't even know how many people you're affecting. It's amazing because back in the day, I remember there was like a day when you. I, you wouldn't dare compete for a pageant with your natural hair. It's like, are you kidding? I am like, not even like, I'm not even mad at your mom. It's like, I I thought the same thing for so long, you know? And I did Miss California only with my straight hair. Like it would be a joke if I should, like it would have been a joke if I showed up. But today it's different because of people like you, Zosie Chesley, like where, you know, like Sierra, like you guys wearing your, I should have used the last names for all of them. I'm so sorry for those who are listening, but <laughs> people who see you guys, it is, it's inspirational. And it actually is- Sierra,
2: are you talking about Sierra Jackson? Yeah. So she was, um, one of, I think one of the first pageant Queens to, to, I don't know if she was the first, but she was one of the first to compete naturally. Um, when she competed at Miss America, I think it was in 2016 And she was actually one of the big reasons why I felt inspired because I was like, you know what, Sierra did it. And I met her at a pageant. She had judged me at a pageant before too. So we had a connection and I would just always see her with her natural hair and it was so inspiring. And now fast forward, we got to compete at Miss USA together last year.
1: It's crazy. That is so awesome. We'll be right back right after the break. in life in general like who are your inspirations
2: so you know what Zosie. yeah Zozy. She's, she's miss universe 2019 she's the bomb it's my home girl <laughs> the bomb. i'd like to think in my head that's my home that's my home girl, my home girl. <laughs> come on Love so much and she's just such a ray of sunshine i met her very briefly and it was just such a highlight of my year um I really love Ava DuVernay she is another big inspiration of mine just her you know commitment to telling diverse stories and the work that she creates and she's just for the people um oh my gosh now it's like all my inspirations
1: are like flying out of my (laughs) (laughs) I know it's like that sometimes (laughs) I'm like I get it um I, I just I don't know I love I love
2: strong, confident women who, who just you know, aren't trying to be this cookie cutter role model, but they're just being themselves. Um, yeah. that, that's what I like to see, and I think that that's what I tried to be on my social media, yeah. in my er, er, regular,
1: everyday life. I just just try to be myself. Um, right. So speaking of your your social media and everything, um, your strut what did you come out of the womb knowing how to walk like that like where did that how (laughs) sabrina what in the world like i was watching you and i was realizing that my mouth was on the ground i'm like i'm so sorry
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know where that came from honestly so fierce and
1: so confident
2: I love to strut and I I think it's kind of like maybe like an alter ego of myself or something because I feel like a completely different person when I'm on stage and I'm just like hitting my model walk, hitting my angles. It is so much fun and I, I practice a lot. I mean, anywhere I could find like, you know, just a runway or just a long space on just throw on my heels during the pandemic I would go out into my street and, and walk the street I, I would strut everywhere and I actually started doing pageants back in college when I did um, the Miss Black and Gold pageant and that was through the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity and I won the first time I'd ever competed in a pageant I nice. won and I was like oh okay wait what's this not too bad at this so i continued on in that system and i became the national miss black and gold so this is before i did miss usa and every little pageant i would you know make perfect my strut a little bit more a
1: little bit more until it just felt until it just feels natural in your body oh my i'm like tell me the secret sauce like how can i have pudgy knees sabrina So when i walk i just feel my knees like pudging together i'm like how can i be sexy with these knees like how (laughs) do i do this is there a way for me those are two really
2: big tips you really want to put your feet in front of each other um because it'll just give the illusion that your like legs are just slim and long because if you walk side by side you you know you'll kind of look like you're you know, stomping down the runway. (laughs) And you really want to, this is a little bit harder depending on your ease walking in heels, but you want to lock your knees when you walk. So they're really straight. Um, So, you know, when you see girls walk and their knees are kind of bent as they're walking and it looks like they can't walk comfortably in heels. Um, So you want to lock your knees, not to the point that you would pass pass them out or anything, but just watch, you know, the Naomi
1: Campbells and the Tyra Banks and, and you'll get it. Oh my goodness! I mean, you're making it sound super easy right now. I feel like oh, no. I'm like you're said than done. <laughs> I'm like I look so good from the knee up, but if you look at the knee down, I'm
2: like, oh no, I don't know what's happening down there. We're, we're gonna get together and we're gonna have a session together. I
1: would love that when you get actually Pharrell though. When you get to New York, please call me up. Like, yes, I'm sure you have many friends, but just count me as another ally and friend. Oh, no. Please, I don't know anyone in New York except for I guess you know who I'll be going to school with and Miss New York USA. Right, right <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, like that will be so fun. I'm so excited, and it's not that far. I mean, I'm uptown, but like I'm, I'll be just down the street. So. I'm coming um, over. Um, Put please. in your calendar, <laughs> <laughs> honey. I will. I'm gonna ask you for your <laughs> phone number. Um, okay, wait, before I let you go, because I am gonna wrap up soon. Just a okay. question: Were you ever? A t- it doesn't sound like it, but were you? Were you ever a teen pageant?
2: No, I wasn't. Okay. I always wanted to to I wouldn't say do pageantry, but I would watch Miss Universe growing up. I and I loved watching pageants. And I never saw myself on a pageant stage. I just never thought I, I never thought I fit the bill, you know? I mean it's the stereotypical pageant queen, long Beautiful, luscious curls, and she has the specific look. And I was this gangly, nerdy, I w- glasses wearing, ridiculous. scrawny black girl. I did not think I was ever, was ever good. going to <laughs> ridiculous Sabrina. where I am today. And, and and you know what? I just said, you know what? Go for it. I, I did it at college solely because I had a friend who had done it the year before, and she won, and she won a scholarship. And I was like, you know what? I'm an actor. I like to perform. I love the stage. This is an opportunity to win a scholarship.
1: Let me just try it out. Wow. And now here I am. And now defying your own odds, what kind of response have you had since being black, being Miss Massachusetts USA? Like that is like, that's like the real beauty queen. Like you are actually beautiful. Like what's your response been?
2: I mean, it is. It's scary because like this is the big leagues of yes. pageantry, Miss USA, Miss Universe. It's one of the biggest pageant systems in the world. Yes. And, and usually girls will do other systems just to get more experience before they come to Miss USA. But I mean, you've had other girls who they, Olivia Colpo, she had never done a pageant in her life and she won Miss Rhode Island, then she won Miss USA, and then she won Miss Universe. You know, so, I mean, the, the, there's stories like that out there. So I just went for it. I know, right? That's,
1: That's a living
2: journey? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Three pageants and she became Miss Universe. <laughs> That's incredible. Great. And some people just, if you just have it, it just happens for you. So I I wanted to, to try it out. And I'm, I'm grateful I did because my life has changed in so many amazing ways. And the support that I've gotten has been overwhelmingly just so surprising I did not expect so many people to to join me on this journey and rally behind me Mm. and and when I became Miss Massachusetts USA I was very nervous I was very worried because I didn't know if I could live up to the title and to that responsibility and 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 I guess prove myself uh, in a way because I guess I'm I was on the younger side of title holders and Mm when I started preparing for Miss USA, so many people were like, yes, girl, you've got it. We're here. We support you. And then I released my official pageant headshot for Miss USA. Oh, and no. you know, people were like, this natural head beauty, you've got it. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow. Like truly an inspiration. And also like, can we talk about your like Itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face. You get strong. Like what on earth? I'm like, I need to put the fish sticks down. Like how? Just give me like a little tidbit because I need. I need to come out of this pandemic not looking like a cow. What in the world? Well, I mean, my pageant training is different from
2: my, you know, everyday eating. Um, I try to eat relatively healthy, but when I was getting ready for the pageant, I was hitting the gym, you know, sometimes two times a day, once a day, two times a day, really just getting into a good amount of cardio. I love the Stairmaster, so much fun. <laughs> um, and I would eat a lot of fish and greens, um, a lot of berries, a lot of kind of just small snacks. And honestly, berries only, no other fruits, strawberries, blueberries, make smoothies with them. They're great. Because the other fruits are, you know, really high in sugar. Um, Yeah, mm -hmm. fish and greens was like my main staple of the night: salmon, cod, and I just—I honestly didn't really rigorously start training for the pageant. I'm not gonna lie, because I'm a bit of a procrastinator. (laughs) About a month before the pageant. Oh, come! Yes, (laughs) that's amazing. I'm like, and then I came back home. And I think I gained eight pounds in five days. Awesome. <laughs> I
1: everything. You're like, I need uh, a, a mm-hmm. side of bread to my <laughs> plate of bread. Thank you so much. Um, okay, that's actually very, that's very helpful for me. Because I'm like, I need to get snatched just in case the world comes snatched, back sooner than you know? we think. You know what I'm saying? And of course, TV can, you know, it can add some
2: some features that you might not want there so I, when I was on that stage I was like <gasps> <laughs>
1: yes honey <laughs> for, for, it just really it, <laughs> it was like such a great combination the confidence the hard work that you put into your body before getting there like the the emotional the internal work that you did like yes, it all showed up and
2: Thank you and I knew I didn't want to exhaust myself trying to get to a body type that I know isn't mine that I'm not going to look like naturally. And I just wanted to be comfortable in my skin. I wanted to get on the stage and feel like my very best self and feel like I put in all the work and that I have no regrets because I didn't want to think, oh, if only I'd, you know, started working out a little earlier or I did this differently. Um, And I'm naturally, you know, very toned and muscular and I embrace that. I, I, you know, used to hate how broad my shoulders were, but then I, you know, embrace that side of me and I'd be in the gym lifting weights and see these
1: arms. Come on, girl. (laughs) Come on. Yes. We love, we love. And before I let you go, last question, tell me about speak your truth. What is, tell me about your platform.
2: Speak your truth. Hashtag speak your truth. I, so I started that when I did my, I think my first or second pageant and it's just stuck with me ever since. And it evolved um more into i guess in relation to to what i do as an actor and as a performer and that was the main way i i learned how to speak my truth i think that when you embody another character and you you tell someone else's story you know you not only learn more about that character but you learn more about yourself and and what you have the capacity to do and and i think theater just has the ability to change people's lives to teach them a new a new thing change their perspective and it's changed mine in so many ways just the art that i've been able to create and i i wanted to use theater to you know speak to social issues happening, to, to create more diverse stories out there for young girls and boys, to, to see people who look like them, to hear their stories. And then I wanted to apply it to my pageant journey. And the difference in pageantry is that when you're getting on a stage, you're not, you can't be this character. You have to be yourself and you have to be authentically you. And I think although theater has the ability to do amazing things, it can also cause you to maybe shy away from yourself because you get so excited to to, to be somebody else. And now I had to get excited to be me. No, you know, no, no stories or characters. It's just me. And I was able to, you know, speak my truth that way and encourage others to speak their truth, to live in your truth. I got on the pageant stage with my natural hair as a black woman and it was very terrifying, but it was very liberating, and it inspired other yes. people, other girls, maybe girls who aren't even natural, but girls who are full figured, girls who are shorter, girls who are Muslim, you know. And um, I've had a lot of a lot of people reach out to me, insane amount, and just say, you know, because of you, I, I'm deciding to compete, or I'm am going to do this thing. I've had girls send me their headshots, like you know, I. I I, I kind of styled my hair like you. Can you
1: give me, you know, your opinion? It, it's, oh, been, it's been so awesome. Oh my gosh. That has been awesome. Amazing. Um thank you for hanging out with me for a little bit.
2: Yeah, I had so much fun. This is this is great, you know. I mean, black hair and the big leagues, it's beautiful to see black hair being embraced so wonderfully now in our society and on our screens and on stages. And I just hope that it it
1: it becomes something that's normal. Normal in years, you know? That it's not like a oh my goodness, she has natural hair, but like so do we like everybody <laughs> that would be awesome if it's just yes. something normal for girls to just grow up with embracing. Yeah. Let's figure this out so that you know, our next generation can just like soar. From, exactly from the womb <laughs> um thank you for joining me you're so much fun you're so beautiful you're so intelligent and mm-hmm. i'm just so excited for you to move to new york city and do the thing so <gasps> all right girl thanks see you later thank you, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big Leagues. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you. (laughs) Shout out to Wilton Music for producing my theme song, Love C.O.D. Shout out to Colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes. And shout out to you for listening. Y'all, my heart is so big and I feel so grateful. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Black Hair in the Big Leaks. I'm your host, Alicia Thomas. See you next week.